Hello, all you beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Because it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Smut Club. I'm Hannah. And I'm Chelsea. And this is the podcast where we occasionally day drink and talk about smut. I feel like we used to, like, day drink way harder. Yeah. We also, fun fact, when we started recording the show, we would record four episodes in one day. Yeah, we would. And I should really go back and re-listen to some of those episodes because I can only imagine episode four. That's normally, yeah. you know, that was normally when we got to, to Jan Scott. Yeah, it is we actually. Jan yes, Scott and yes. the fucking billionaire. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were already like several glasses of wine in by the time we we're like, we may as well do this. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. And then between being pregnant while recording mm-hmm. and then illness and then... Just like honestly, sometimes the weather just calls for a cozy cup of tea. Yeah, more than it calls for alcohol. Yeah, and that's where we are today. We're in cozy cup of tea territory, and we're not sponsored by Boda Box. And we, <laughs> I realize Boda Box isn't even here today, but it'd be a lot cooler. Yeah, if absolutely. It were. Yeah, um, but today we are actually reviewing "Crossing the Line" mm. by Lucy Score, um, which. I read a lot of Lucy Score several years ago. I feel like what's the one that went super viral on Book Talk and like everyone's obsessed with? There's a Lucy like I know the cover. It's like blue. I feel like there are daisies. There's white font on it. I know what you're talking about. I'm gonna look it up. You keep talking. Yes. So this is not that book. This is another <laughs> one by Lucy Score that I I don't feel like got the same level of attention. I do not hear people talk about this one. Either. Things okay. we never got over. Yes. Yeah. Which this, this has now become a series, right? Yes. So there's things we never got over. Things we hide from the light. Things we left behind. Which one was the first? Things we never got over? Is the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never read any of those. No. Um, so it's funny because I feel like I like read a lot of Lucy Score before Lucy Score kind of became the thing. Oh, scroll down. There's wait, what's scroll back up? What's the what's the one that at the bottom there? The worst best man. Very enjoyable one. Yeah. I've read that one. I okay. would recommend that. Okay. One. I did like the Riley Thorne series. Um You know, I started the Riley Thorne series. Yeah, you I did not I, like it as much. I, I feel like it was just one of those seasons, right? And, like, mm-hmm. when you, like, are reading a book and you're, like, I've tried to start this, like, five times and I just can't, like, get into it. And just trying to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've stepped away long enough that I could probably come back with fresh eyes and thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. But I think it's just, like, one of those where you get in the headset where you're, like, okay, well, I tried it before, so I, I if I'll try it this time. Right. And really, I'm, like, it's not the book's fault. It was It was me in that season. Sure. I mean, sometimes fair. it is the book's fault. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> not this one. I'm not. I'm not going to blame you, Lucy, for me not resonating with that series when it came out. <laughs> okay, this series, um, it's actually a duet. Mm-hmm. 
Don't ask me the name of the second one because I do not have it on the tip of my tongue. But the first one is Crossing the Line. Mm-hmm. Um, so we open, we meet Waverly Sinner. Yep. Oh, it's the Sinners and Saints duet. That's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's Waverly Sinner. Then the main guy is... Whatever his name uh, is, Saint. Yeah. Xavier? Uh, it is Xavier Xavier, or like okay. But I always feel weird when it starts with an X because I'm like, is it Xavier? Is it just Xavier? Mm-hmm. Because mm. I automatically say Xavier, but I feel like I've I've met one or two people that they're like, oh no, it's Xavier. Yes, right. Like you you hear more of the X on. So I'm just gonna call him Xavier, and I ap- I'm comfortable. I with apologize that. if it offends anyone. I'm glad you're comfortable <laughs> with it, and if it offends you, maybe look within yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that deep. Yeah, it shouldn't offend you. Okay, <laughs> so we open on Waverly Center. She is a. Uh, Leaving her house like a bat out of out of hell. Mm-hmm. She is in full panic because she lives in the guest house behind her parents' house and just found her caught her dad cheating on her mom. Um, which this is not the first time that this has happened, but the, it is a, an ongoing issue, right? So Waverly runs out of her house in a panic, is on the road. Paparazzi start following her and like getting way too close and like she's like are they trying to cause a fucking accident like are they trying to kill me like and run me off the road to the point where like going around a curve they're actually one of the guys is on a motorcycle and crashes and then she feels bad because he was like trying to get photos of her so she pulls over to help but ends up like taking her shirt off to stop the bleeding sort of deal but then everyone gets recordings of that so like her trying to leave her house because she caught her dad cheating on her mom has resulted in her being recorded in just her bra on a highway trying to stop the paparazzi's bleeding. So she is not having a good day. If that is our threshold for a good day. Yeah. 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 Not not having a good one. Um, Her parents are both A-list celebrities and she is an actress as well. I forget exactly how old she is, but like I want to say like, 20 21-ish like right pretty pretty young yeah pretty young um and i i did read this book years ago i remember none of the details but they may come back to me as you are talking she's a nepo baby right yes the Mm -hmm. ultimate nepo baby yep yes i could probably think of a modern day equivalent but that feels like effort yeah i and i don't know if i care that much yeah Um, also fair Right. <laughs> so we are now going to switch and we meet Xavier Saint. He is former military and owns a security company with his bestie, Micah. Um, I think the company was called like Invictus Security or sure. something like that. Right. Um, and he gets to work and finds out that Waverly's mom, Sylvia, is wanting to hire them to essentially babysit Waverly and make sure that she is fine and staying on the path she should be, right? Um, Xavier is not thrilled about this assignment. (laughs) They want him to be the one on it. And he's like, I don't like princess sitting. It is not my jam. Not, not thrilled about this at all. But as he's doing some research, we learn that like the Sinner family has deaf been negligent when it comes to Waverly and like Mm. her kind of growing up in that light, like he found footage of, like, paparazzi swarming her and her mom when she was, like, five years old and, like, her getting, like, knocked to the ground 
and like just a friendly shopkeeper happened to like see it and like came out and like yelled at the pop like the paparazzi right. and like protected her but just he's like oh okay so like this is the life that she has grown up in and he is uh creating a lot of um assumptions in his head my mic is not wanting to stay up and we're just, just gonna try continuously it's just continuing slowly. and i'm just slowly sinking on the couch <laughs> with it it's fine um but xavier has created a lot of assumptions in his head about right who she is based on how she is portrayed in the real world right um and this book does it's dual point of view but i feel like it goes back and forth so much it doesn't matter as much. Yeah, I, yeah. That's how I felt, at least. Like, I feel like some books, I'm like, oh, think, like, it feels very important. Yes. And this one I felt was a little more fluid. At least that was my personal experience of it. Um, So this is now probably the next day. I don't know. They don't exactly tell us. Maybe they did. I don't remember. <laughs> but Robert Sinner, so Waverly's dad, has uh, has now been doing his, like, apology gift buying for right. his transgressions. The and, apology tour. So yeah. sorry. I was banging somebody in your ha- – in the house. In the house. Like, My bad. Come on. Yes. One of those. Um, we then have, like, an ambush introduction where Waverly is introduced to her new security. And they're like, this is your new security. And she's like, the fuck not. I right. don't need the security. No, thank you. And they're like, well, we do still manage your trust. Do you want so. that trust? Um, and is, yeah. Ew. Yeah, even though it's, like, for her good and for her benefit, it just feels, like, shitty and icky how we're getting there. Well, and I think, like – with what Xavier found from when she was younger, it feels more like it's all for show. Yes. More than it is actually about her benefit. I think that is great insight. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos to you. Thank on that you. One. Thank you. Um, so she gets pissed when they are, like, threatening her trust. And so yeah. she storms outside, and Xavier follows her. And I know, okay, we were just talking about this um, on the last episode that we recorded about how soon nicknames show up. Like, oh, yeah. Like, how soon the terms of endearment show up. And her code name is Angel. <laughs> and so he starts calling her Angel. As, and you're like, oh, okay, I see. Just, like, from the jump. Yeah. We, we, we got that code name. Yeah. Already. Um, so We're her name is Angel, yeah. And he goes over to talk to her. She's like standing like by the side of the pool and like looking out. I don't know wherever she was looking out in her yard. Um, and she is like, "Okay, like I'll talk to you and we can have this conversation, but like I need you to empty your pockets. Like I, I don't want to be recorded. Take your phone out." So he puts his phone out on the table, and as soon as his phone is out of his pocket, she immediately throws him in the pool. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> "Fuck off. Have a good day." She's like, "Great talk. Bye." Yeah, and he's like, "You know." Touche. Right. I, uh, <laughs> At least she she did protect his phone. That she, was thoughtful. Right? Yeah. That's thoughtful. Very thoughtful. It didn't make him get a new one. Um, we then meet Waverly's assistant, Kate, who's like her best friend, assistant sort of person. Um, and Waverly decides, she's like, okay, well, if I like can't get away from having security, I'm going to go and say yes to all of the obnoxious events that I hate just to annoy him. Like, cool. If we're doing this, we're doing it. Let's, Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. 
Um, but also at the same time, Kate goes and talks to Xavier and is like, hey, there have been several threats made towards Waverly. Mm. And some of them have actually seemed credible. Um, and it's like, like this dude, Les Ganim, for, exi- for example, who mailed her his mother's wedding dress. That's a bold open. I'm like, oh, yeah, I sure as shit, that's a credible threat. He mailed you his mother's wedding dress? Mm, uncomfy. I don't like that. Yeah, to someone he's never met before. And so. Because here's the thing. Uh-huh. Even if you're in a relationship with someone, to assume that they would wear your mother's wedding dress anyway is a lot. Yeah. You know, like without like, having the that's conversation be a delicate first. conversation. It really is. You love them. Yes. That's like a, a you might an, not love the dress. A weird conversation to have anyway. Yeah. So for me, that's red flags on multiple levels, personally. I would agree with you on that one. Yeah. yeah. When they're like, you know, like the, there's the standard like comments that you get on social media versus the ones that you're like, oh, this is like a credible. Right. We need to be concerned right. about this sort of threat, right? Um Okay, so just, like, as they're going about their lives and he's following her as her detail, um, he follows her out to dinner with her agent. And when they go to leave the restaurant, there's a paparazzi mob out front. And she, when they get in the car, he realizes, like, she's having a legit panic attack. Mm. And he's like, oh, okay. So, like, maybe she doesn't, like, eat up all of the attention. And he's like, right. okay, so, like, there's there's more there than I had realized, Right. Um, but when they get back to the house, Waverly's mom is, like, out in the driveway, three sheets to the wind, just completely blitzed. Sure. And, like, stumbling all over herself and shatters the glass at her feet, like, accidentally drops it when she trips. Um, and so Waverly, like, looks at Xavier and is like, I'm going to go, like, take care of my mom. Like, please don't say anything. Like, please keep this under wraps. Mm. And is just trying to, like... She's doing cleanup, essentially, on multiple fronts. Exactly. Mm. Um, But when she comes back down from getting her mom tucked into bed, she sees that Xavier had swept up all of the glass Mm. and, like, made her a sandwich so she could have a snack afterwards and just, like, a thoughtful little. You're like, oh, that's so sweet. That is nice. Is that a low bar moment? No, no, that's a sweet – I think it is sweet because he is yeah. not – he's not dating her. He's not with her. He's an employee. Yes. And he chose to be kind and helpful mm-hmm. in a way he didn't need to be. Yes. Because technically the job was done. He yeah. got her home safe. He got her home and he could have just left and right. she could have just managed it. Right. That is that is a thoughtful thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's not a low bar mode. <laughs> I like that we have to check sometimes. We're like, wait a minute. Are we giving... Is the bar so low that we're impressed by the bare minimum? Are we giving white men more credit than we should? I like Perpetually. Yes. Just generally. Perpetually. It's good that we check. Right? Yeah. So, all right. There's another event that Waverly is getting ready for. Um, and when she comes out, her dress is, like, so seductive and scandalous that Xavier, like, actually breaks his professional, like, exterior for the for the first time. And he's like... 
I can't have you fucking leaving the house in this dress. <laughs> He's like, you look too good in this dress. I will be distracted and I will not be able to keep you safe because I will be looking at you. Sounds like a you problem, bud. <laughs> she changes. <laughs> it didn't read as like dick possessive. Right. At least not to me. But I will say, you know, like, do you ever read a book and you you can read the same book three times and, like, one time you read it and you think, like, the behavior is, like, endearing. And the, another yeah. time you read it and you're like, this is really questionable. Yeah. Then another time you read it and, I don't know, it just hits it. But, like, each time you read it, you just have a different experience of them a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So maybe someone else read it as him being, like, a possessive dick. I read it as, like, he's, like, really trying to do my job. <laughs> help me help you, girl. Help me help you. More of a, like, I'm just – real into it in a way I don't need to be right now and yes please please just make my job less hard like <laughs> please less hard ayo yes you get it that's all he's trying to do she and and she relents and like it's, yeah so but when they when they get to the event and he's watching her he like continues to realize he's, he's like oh she doesn't drink she's just drinking club soda and mm. like he overhears her talking to someone and saying, like, she's been applying to colleges. And he's like, oh. Just the version of her that he created keeps getting challenged the more right. time that he spends with her. Um, he, like, sees her with one of her co-stars and is, like, getting a little jealous and is like, uh, wait a second. Who's that fool? Like, I don't like him being all up next to her. Mm. Um but Ganem shows up. Uh-oh. The right? wedding dress guy. The wedding dress guy. Yeah. They confirm that there's What a, a nickname. Sorry. <laughs> wedding like, dress guy. That sucks, doesn't it? Wedding dress guy. The wedding dress killer. Like is that, Right, right. Well, is that the moniker you want to be known by in the news? Me? No. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be known that way. Personally, absolutely not. I don't want to be known as the wedding dress killer. I don't. Something has gone horribly awry right? if I am known as the wedding dress killer in the news. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, Xavier is trying to get a copy of the footage, like all of the security footage, and is talking to the production team to get it. But like Waverly doesn't have a full understanding of what's going on and just sees him talking to a random girl and is kind of like... What? Like, Way to I be thought, protecting me, Yeah, bud. I thought, like, we were having a moment before. So she doesn't know that Les showed up, that the wedding dress guy showed up. I honestly don't remember, but I the, the general energy with her was that, like, you know, when you're that famous, you don't read the comment section, right? And so ah, it's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, people say shit. I don't know. I'm living my life. Like... Nothing's happened yet. It's kind of more of the, like, interpretation I got. Is that, like, yeah, people will always come, like, oh, my gosh, I want to marry you. Right. Versus the people that's, like, you know, mailing you their wedding. <laughs> their mom's wedding. <laughs> right, yes. right. So he was just, he didn't do anything. He was just there. Yeah. So. Okay. So far, he's just been. Present. Present. And okay. they were trying to get a copy of the footage. Um. When they leave for the night and and they get back to the house, Xavier's like, I need you to stay in. Stay in for the rest of the night. And Waverly's like, I 
am a ball of emotion after everything that just went down on on the red carpet. So she calls Kate over and is like, hey, do you want to come over for a quiet night in with me? And so Kate shows up and they trade clothes. I was going to say they do a switcheroo. They do a switcheroo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you def get the energy. This is not the first time (laughs) they have done a switcheroo. And so Waverly gets in Kate's car and is driving away as Xavier is pulling onto the property. And they look similar where they've been able to pull this off before. But, like, she just, like, waves and keeps driving. And and Xavier was like, she doesn't have that tattoo on her wrist. That's, like, Uh, automatically, like, with such a minute detail, realizes that is Waverly who just left. Or at the very least, that is not Kate. Right. Like, goes to her, like, pool house, sees Kate sitting on the couch, and is like, so what's happening here? Because this isn't what's supposed to to be going on. And Kate is like, she's on her way to my house, uh, which I don't know if she had told him this yet, but she she was on her way. Waverly was on her way to Kate's house where she keeps a motorcycle stored away. Oh. Yes. Um, Xavier follows her to Kate's house and gets there before she's been able to, like, take off on the motorcycle. And it's, like, annoyed there's the frustration and the passion. And they he ends up, like, pushing her against the wall. And there's a very passionate kiss. Of course. Right. Uh, they come to a truce and an understanding. And he she's, like, do you want to go with me? Like, there's a second bike. And so they end up having a very enjoyable scenic motorcycle ride lovely i love a good scenic motorcycle ride sure but also i will say like they are clearly in california Mm. and i don't know if i would feel the same on like the highways out there with the the traffic out there like i love a good scenic motorcycle ride like where my parents live which is in the middle of nowhere with no stoplight right so you feel very safe there's a certain amount of freedom yes yeah yeah. I am like a motorcycle fan, but I'm not a motorcycle fan in a city. That mm-hmm. gives me anxiety. Yeah. I yes, I can see that. Yeah. But I'm like, give me like wide open spaces and a motorcycle. And that sounds like a lovely afternoon. There are a lot of motorcycles up by where I live. Zero percent surprised by that. Yeah. Not that like you've counted how many, but like No. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say counted how many stoplights there are in my town yeah in your town three. Oh, okay well i was, <laughs> I was, like, is, I was about to ask three. but then i was like i had a feeling you were like chelsea i live in a small town but it's not that small so i no. like no it actually is i literally was just like how many stoplights are there three yeah there are three <laughs> are they like on either end of town then one in the middle yeah. Okay. It's literally like one at the start of town and then one on the like little downtown area mm-hmm. and then one as you're getting towards the highway. Yeah. Did you tell me at one point that your husband felt like this was compromising and living in the city? <laughs> 
No. Uh, okay. No. Not- <laughs> no. He would never ever live in the city ever for any okay. reason ever. So this is never, like as ever. big of a town as Hill. Yeah, go. he would probably not want to live in an area okay, that's much th- more this populated. This was not him going. This is the city. No. 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 <laughs> I don't know where I went, over, went wrong. <laughs> no. No. If it were, I don't. I don't know how I would respond to that because I have lived downtown say, Atlanta. You lived in Atlanta. Yeah. Like in. I was like, and not like, in the when, thick you, like of it. when you grew up in the burbs. Right. When you, when you grew up outside the perimeter and they're saying you grew up in Atlanta, you were actually in Atlanta. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, but yeah. Yeah. I was like, I feel like there's a snowball's chance in hell Matt would ever voluntarily move. Never, like, ever. I was like, how much money would someone have to offer to pay your husband for him to willingly live in that populated of an area? Oh, I don't know. But there have been multiple times when he, where he has said, like, if you want me to die young, we'll move to a city because my <sighs> blood pressure will be so fucking high all the time. All the time. I will die. <laughs> like, okay, well, we're never moving to a city. Got it. Love you. <laughs> I love how dramatic <laughs> Matt is. He is. He is actually. Like, <laughs> there's always flair to it. Yeah. Like, it's always, and it's always about things that you don't expect it to be about. Most of the time, he's very laid back. And then every now and then, he's like, if you want me to die young. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> what the fuck? When you. When he got the waffle maker and it didn't work how he <laughs> yeah, wanted it to. I forgot about the waffle he was maker. So mad about the waffle maker. He was so upset. Oh my god. Ooh. Which, like, not minimizing or invalidating <laughs> his feelings there at all. <laughs> this mic does not want to stay up. It doesn't in any way. And shape, I just or keep form. slouching further. Yeah, you do. So here we are. Here we are indeed. So they end up going on this the very fun Lovely scenic motorcycle, motorcycle ride. ride. It's like a very normal night. They get Taco Bell for right. dinner. Nice. Um, while they're sitting and enjoying their meal with like a scenic overlook, he gets a call from his sister. Her name is Chelsea. She's a computer expert. Of course. And she also is in the second book. Uh, but he like, as they're sitting there, he like Waverly's just really struck by the normalcy of his life Mm. and like the normalcy of it all and just like oh he's just like chatting with his sister we ate taco but like this is just a thing that regular people do exactly that she hasn't had access to yes and i Mm -hmm. think like recognizing that so xavier feels hella guilty after the fact for uh making out with a client Mm. and uh does confess to his bestie micah also, worth noting, because this is just a side detail that I thought was really funny, um, Micah had thought it was so funny when Xavier got thrown in the pool that he, like, sent out an office-wide, <laughs> like, let everyone in the <laughs> office know about it sort of energy. <laughs> oh, we love a supportive bestie. That is um, my husband and his best friend mm. to a T. My... My parents for a while had these like pens for this business that they were doing and they had a stylus on the end and they were great pens. Mm. And I like we ended up with like a bag of 50 of them. And my husband's best friend loved these pens. 
and was like, oh, can I get a couple? So I'm like, yeah, sure. So I like set a couple aside in a bag and Vance goes, no, we're not doing that. I'm like, what do you mean we're not doing that? He goes, I'll give him one pen a time as I see him until we've hit the quota. And I'm like, what a, Why? What a weird way to fuck with each other. <laughs> like what? Okay. But they were like, Haha, yeah, this is a funny way. I'm like, I don't get this. <laughs> but I love like this bestie energy. I love that you guys get it. Yeah. I'm like, what yeah. a sweet little thing that is happening for y'all. Yeah. Sure. Fine. Whatever. Matt does that with his best friend where like his wife, his best friend's wife will like post things on Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. like very sweet things about him and Matt will get on there and be like, it's really unfortunate that you've had to stoop so low. But I'm really glad that you're trying to make the best of it. And just like shit all over the sweet moments that they try to have. And I'm like, babe, you have to stop. But he won't. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, or she'll post a picture of their kids. He's like, you have no idea how lucky you are. Those kids look like you. Or maybe you do. You have to look at Wesley every day. Like, what the fuck, babe? <laughs> like, okay. But yet, Wesley's probably sitting there laughing. And, oh, yeah. And is like, he this loves is the it. funniest shit. Yeah. And he does it right back. <laughs> like, okay, then, I guess. Does he comment the same stuff on your post? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. You just like it and move on with your day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, okay, well, Xavier confessed to Micah that he had, you know, macked on a client. <laughs> do the kids still say mac? <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking that. I haven't heard macked in forever. They do decide to do a deep dive into Ganem, though. They're like, this is like mm. a a real concern and a real issue. Um But, like, while Xavier's away from Waverly, he's, like, texting her to, like, check on her. And he's, like, send me your location. and But, like, in, like, a very cute, flirty, like. Right. It's a a sweet moment where you're seeing their relationship continue to To develop. To build. Yes. So, obviously, he doesn't feel that bad about macking on a client. Well, I also don't think Micah cared. Right? Like, right. I think there's a difference if you, like, disclose it to your best friend and your best friend is like, what? How could you betray us and ruin our company? Right. Versus being like, hey, man, this is the first time you've ever done this. Maybe there's something worth processing and considering here. Like, mm-hmm. more of that, like. More supportive than yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, don't be an idiot, but also, like, <laughs> do you want me to, like, do you want me to be mad at you right. over it? Like, like I can I can work up a good little, little anger for you. Yeah, like. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) When Xavier next gets to Waverly's house, um, there are some paparazzi outside. (laughs) I just remember their names are like Arnie or Archie or something and Douchebag Joe. Sure. Just like, oh yeah, Douchebag Joe, the pops. (laughs) Like, everybody knows Douchebag Joe. That feels like such an L.A. thing, though. To to have a pop named Douchebag Joe and have everybody just, like, co-sign that. Like, quietly co-sign. Yes, that's Douchebag Joe. Oh, Douchebag Joe? I know him. As opposed to regular Joe. Right? (laughs) Well, so Douchebag Joe and Arnie are fighting outside um, because Arnie has an envelope that's addressed to Xavier. Oh. And because a guy walked up, Ganim, (laughs) 
<laughs> Spoilers. Spoiler. <laughs> and gave it to Arnie to give to Xavier. Hmm. Um, when he opens it and he sees that there are new pictures of Waverly oh. that have been taken. And he gets, like, really anxious and is like, oh, my God, I need to make sure she's okay. And, like, ends up, like, running, rushing into the pool house and, like, sees that she's just, like, sitting there and everything's fine and, like, kisses her deeply and passionately. and Sure. As you do. Yeah. But then also, like, Kate walks in and sees and is like, yep. So we we, we doing this? We pretend <laughs> we're, we're not doing this? Like. I Another d- supportive bestie moment. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. If Kate has been letting Waverly keep a motorcycle at her house for a long time, that's the bestie energy you're really looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Willing to switch places with you randomly. Within context, though, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Like, given, like, knowing Waverly's life. Right. Because I just had a – I'm like, if you were just like, hey, Chelsea, no questions. (laughs) Can you switch places with me? (laughs) You're also significantly taller than me. I think yeah. there are other issues with us switching places <laughs> aside from just like the context of our lives. <laughs> the fact that we don't look alike. Uh, the fact that I have blonde hair and you have purple hair. Yeah. And I wear giant ass glasses. Yeah. We do have, we both have a lot of tattoos. We do, yeah. We're both therapists and we're both very pale. I was going to say, we're very white. Yes, and we both have green eyes. Different shades of green. Yeah, still green. You son of a bitch, I think we can do it. I've named enough (laughs) similarities. She said, never mind, context be damned. (laughs) Who needs context? We got this. (laughs) Um... Xavier decides he's going to stay and sleep on her couch and, like, make sure that she's safe. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the next morning, like, Waverly is like, I have barely slept. I have just been thinking about the very attractive man who is sleeping on my couch. Not the stalker. I'm not thinking about the stalker. No. 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 Well, she has a paid security team. I would... Also, like to be thinking about the hot shirtless man instead of the soccer. <laughs> if I have a choice, yeah. If the options are there, it's a fair point. Yes. If, yeah. If the options are there, but when Waverly walks out of her room and is in like her underwear and what she sleeps in, like Xavier is like snarly and annoyed and is like, "I have my team like coming like." What the fuck are you wearing? Put some clothes on. And she's just kind of like, well, this is not the energy I thought we were going to have this morning. Yeah. And is, like, frustrated and, like, goes – and she's like, I'm going to go for a swim. And he, like, he cools down and, like, apologizes and, like, makes them breakfast and is like, I I might not have slept great. (laughs) And I I might have responded a little more harshly than was necessary. necessary. Yeah. Yes. Um. From there, though, so we learn a little bit more mess about Waverly's family. Mm. So because we're, well, it's already a mess. Apparently, Dad's cheating all over the place, and Mom's drunk out of her mind most of the time. Well, and it's about to get worse. Oh yikes! Because we're about to meet the publicist, the family publicist, Gwendolyn. Um, but then, in this context, we also find out that Sylvia, so Waverly's mom, has historically sold photos of Waverly to the paparazzi. Oh, ew. Or to whoever you sell them to. 
Right. Magazines or whatever. Yes. But like, uh, like at one point, like photos had been taken before Waverly was 18. Like when she was like 17, that like they were able to like legally get taken. Right. But like we find out, yeah, her mom uh, is not innocent Ew. in all that. That's really yucky. Yes. It's not great. But the publicist is also like, okay, Xavier's clearly, like, with you as your security, but there's, like, also, like, he's good-looking, you're good-looking, y'all are together, can we, like, play this up Um, because you have this movie premiere coming and we're trying to, like, stay relevant with premiere buzz, but you're also trying to stay safe, and so, like, can we, like, play up y'all's connection to the tabloids and such? Mm. Um. Which is not, like, received super well. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Because it's like they were already on this weird, shaky ground of, like, yeah, maybe we're into each other. Like, maybe let's explore. But also now to use that tentative connection in a different way. I could see how especially Xavier would feel super gross about it. Yeah. So, like, Xavier, like, meets with Gwendolyn and is like, let's have a conversation about what security is going to look like and, like, <laughs> what what we need that to look like. But Waverly also tells Xavier that, like, she's like, yeah, it's not the first time my mom has, like, sold photos of me to the tabloids. And mm-hmm. um, because we see her mom try and actually do it again. Mm. Yeah. Not, not great at all. that sucks. Yeah. So the U.S. premiere for the movie is about to happen. And as uh, Waverly is getting ready, Ganim has sent her a message, um, like, on her socials saying he'll see her there at the premiere. Xavier gifts Waverly a cute little anklet that has a tracker. Of course. As one does. As one does. I love the. All right. Are trackers just way more prevalent in the real world? But, like, I feel like in the books we read. Everybody has one. Sometimes multiple. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, this is normal. Right. This is how we all operate. Well, I mean, my dog is chipped. You know? I was reading a book where, uh... The guy found a tracker just implanted behind his ear, like under the skin. And I was like, how went? And he's like, oh, it must be when like the goons knocked me out and beat me up a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, they, they performed surgery. How did they get it under your skin? You, you didn't know? I got more questions. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the chip my dog has is not a GPS tracker. It's you, you scan it to get like the information, my information, if she wanders off somewhere. Yeah, it's not like an air tag. Right. That you are tracking your dog's location. Right. Right. Very valid difference. I also think there's a difference between here's an anklet that you can wear that is removable. Right. Versus here's something under your skin. Yes, the implanted ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, just call me crazy. Feels like a breach of privacy. Yeah. Feels <laughs> like not if, know. if I turn on my location so you can see me on my phone, that's one thing. I got to stand by the TV to get channel four. <laughs> <laughs> got to pick up the signal. <laughs> yeah, that's a different different energy, you know? 
So at the premiere, as they are going, Xavier is like by Waverly's side the entire time and is glued to her. Um, but then Ganim is spotted. And then explosions go off. Sure, yeah. But like, so ev- like there's pandemonium. Everyone is running. Everyone is screaming. There have been explosions. Um, and in all of the chaos, Ganim they like suddenly realize like he's like five feet away from Waverly, like very, very close to them Hmm. and just waves at her and then just like disappears into the chaos. Hmm. Unsettling. Very. Yeah. Yeah. That's deeply unsettling. Yeah. Cause you're expecting him to do something. Right. But you're like, well, I mean, I guess he did set off explosions. Right. But he didn't do anything to her. Yes. Right. And that's kind of what we're we're waiting for at this point is for him to make some kind of move on her. One thousand percent. Yeah. And so within all this chaos, um, they finally get to the getaway car and then Xavier's like, I need to take you to a place that like no one will think to look for you and no one will know you are. So he takes her back to his personal condo. Sure. Right. Um, as one does. Yeah, very professional. Yes. Where they then get in bed and debrief slightly and then bone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So. A lot of adrenaline. So I want to be really clear. Yeah. It was not the bone part that threw me off. It was it was the debrief in between. So they get in bed, and I was waiting for, and they bone. But I got, they get in bed, they debrief, they bone. <laughs> I felt like that was worth noting. One, if, I'm sorry, there were explosions. You tell me they're just going to start fucking and not talk about the fact I that they mean, almost maybe. died. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they debriefed after they boned. Why did that have to be the order? I mean, maybe they debriefed and then they got in bed. You know what I'm saying? It's the getting in bed and then debriefing and then boning. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know. I can't explain it for you. If they got in bed and then boned and then debriefed, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. (laughs) Honestly, you're expecting me to suspend belief in a way that I am uncomfortable with. (laughs) I'm sorry. We reviewed Nora's Kraken. We've reviewed the haunted vagina. The things we have suspended belief over. The scorpion's mate. Oh my God. <laughs> and yet, this is where we draw the yeah. line. Yeah, this is where I can't, I can't. You're like, well, you'd think the debrief pre-sex would really kill the mood. <laughs> you know? <laughs> She falls asleep after. She's very just tired. Fell My, down again. It really. I just keep talking louder into this mic. We're gonna work this out by the time we record the next episode. There's no point. It's already sad. There we go. <laughs> My mic is. I've never seen a mic be droopy. It before, is droopy, but it is yeah, droopy that indeed. Is the word. So the next morning, Kate comes over to Xavier's apartment. Um, And they're, like, discussing details further. We learn, here's, like, the more official debrief. No one was, like, killed. Oh, Or, like, seriously injured. Yeah, that's good. They seemed like the explosions were more to, like, be distracting and cause pandemonium than they were to actually, like, do damage. Okay. So we weren't causing harm. We were causing chaos. 
seems to be the intent of of the bombs at hand. Okay. Xavier is that like then tells Kate like she's going to spend the night as well, and then he ends up sleeping on the couch. So while they had their first fuck, I wouldn't say it was like their solidifying fuck. Right. Um. It was more an adrenaline fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, all right. This adrenaline fuck feels a little different, but I feel like there are set, like, the adrenaline fucks in books where they're like, oh, I was in a situation where I was physically harmed. Right. Dare I say almost murdered. <laughs> and then they're like, I wash that away from my body like like make me forget and you're like yeah yeah this doesn't this doesn't feel like the healthiest coping skill in this moment so as far as adrenaline fucks go could have been worse sure that's very true yeah that's our standard for them (laughs) the next morning they are then debating on their game plan for like okay what are we no one knows we're here what are we gonna do um publicity around the movie is like booming at this point like of course, as right. one would expect um and the international press tour is starting in like eight days so then she's going to be very much in the public eye again. very exposed yes yeah. um and they're like all right we need to go to the invictus office everyone is there so like we need to get over there talk to the security team talk to waverly's family like really figure out our game plan um but as they are getting ready to go, there's a delivery downstairs, and it's a bouquet of white roses from Ganem um, with a note that says, like, just wanted to be close to you last night. We'll be together soon. A delivery to Xavier's they, building? Yes, where no one oh, is supposed no. to know that she is. So they're like, what? Uh-oh. No one knows she's here. How did these flowers get delivered? Not good, not good. Exactly. You understand the problem. I do, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm tracking feel like, you know, Xavier was ill-prepared when he was complaining about having to, like, babysit a princess Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. what this would turn into. Sure. Um, While they are at the office and debating, like, the the best game plan moving forward for her safety, Waverly is getting more and more confused. Not, Mm -hmm. Not confused. That's not the right word. That's just me talking too fast. She's getting, like, more and more frustrated because everyone is talking about her and Ah, her safety and what they're going to do without consulting her or asking her opinion Mm -hmm. um to the point like she gets like really frustrated and overwhelmed and just ends up like excusing herself right um which xavier like realizes that like she's like kind of shutting down and so he goes to follow her and comforts her and just make sure that she's okay um and then the ultimate plan is that they're going to, like, keep her hidden un- and under wraps until the London premiere. Um, and they decide that they're going to book, like, a Mediterranean family yacht vacation before then. But there's a couple days to kill before the Mediterranean yacht. So. So we're just going to spend time on a yacht where we can't get away from each other with our dad who is banging apparently everybody except our mom and our mom who's perpetually drunk and or high who likes to sell pictures of us to the paparazzi that's the that's the plan but the stalker can't get to her there 
Okay. I'm well, like, can't what, we just book the cruise without end? them? I'm like, if she has enough money, why do they have to be there? My issue is not with the cruise. <laughs> like, my issue is not with the yacht. <laughs> Please hear me. The yacht is not the problem here. <sighs> That's the company we keep, you know? <laughs> I love you will get so much more annoyed with just like a contemporary romance. I do than a book that everyone else is like, Morning Glory Milking Farm. You're like, I understand all of this. I get it. Everyone else is like, what the fuck is happening? And this one, you're like, come on, guys, be realistic. (laughs) Well, it's because if we're gonna be not realistic from the jump, I get it. I'm like, oh, okay. They're minotaurs, and minotaur sperm goes into Viagra for human males. Okay, I can be on board. Why wouldn't it? (laughs) Right? But when it's supposed to be a believable Okay, well, we're not even at the Mediterranean cruise yet. Well. Because there are a couple days that they have to keep her safe before that yacht starts. So, Xavier does the only logical thing and takes her home to meet his family. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. What a way to meet a man's family. Like, are we even dating at this point? Who knows? We're fucking, though. So, I guess I'll go All meet right, your Hannah, mom. Well, I guess you hate half the books you read now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, and I think that's also something worth noting is, like, Yes, you read 300 books a year. I do. That is not 300 winners. <laughs> no. No, it's not. No, it's not. No. Yeah. I know who I am. I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> I'm comfortable with being like, yeah, at least a third of the books I read are just... And a third is probably being generous. <laughs> like, now that I say that. But, you know, at least a third are just... I, I'd say... It's not often that I read a book and afterwards I go, I'll recommend that to people who aren't Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. There are books that I will recommend to you that I will never recommend to anyone else. else. Yep. I think I've told this story before. I was at the eye doctor sitting in the lobby wearing my books are magic t-shirt and this older woman was like oh what have you been reading lately (laughs) and I'm like I froze I was not I was like I don't I was like which is the least offensive answer I can give like literally nothing for you even the non-smut books that I have on my list right now I likely would not recommend to most people are they dark are they well I was actually going to tell you about the Slimewire. Oh. Um, one of them is um, called um, Hell is a World Without You by Jason Kirk. And it okay. is about um, Christian youth group culture in the early aughts. And it mm. follows a queer kid and his experience in, in that. Um, and That is a very specific read. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was recommended to me by a friend. And they are um, – He's donating all of the proceeds to the Trevor Project 
through yeah. like mid-February. So even though I, I don't know that I'm mentally or emotionally in a place to read it right now, I went ahead and bought it just so that like yeah. the proceeds would go there. But even that, like that is – it is going to be dark. Like I'm already aware. Like it's going to be dark in a very specific way. I would not recommend that likely to most people. Is it they're like a true retelling of their experience or it's fictional? It's fictional. Okay. Yeah, it's fictional. Oh, gosh. I don't know if that would make it better or worse. Yeah. But, I mean, it's based on, like, real experiences yeah. from from what I've been told. So I'm excited to read it. Mm-hmm. And I likely will recommend it to certain people. Yes. But the community at large, I don't, I don't know that I would. You know? Truly. I do know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should start sprinkling those books in more, but then I don't want to. Whenever I get the chance to read one, I'm like, why would I read this when I could read Smut instead? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I do like a a regular book, I, I'm often like, man, I'm, I'm 50% in and there's no Smut. <laughs> like, even though I know there's not going to be. And like in my- like, But where's the sex? My brain automatically is like, wait a minute. Oh, right. <laughs> I it's like a I feel it in the realest way, but it's like on Friends on the ep- the one with all the porn. Yes. <laughs> Weirdest thing. Uh the pizza delivery person dropped off the pizza and didn't ask if I wanted to take my clothes off. So weird. What? I'm like that's the problem when you read too much smut, you will read an autobiography. Yeah. And be like, but where's the sex? Right. Why isn't anybody boning Winston Churchill? Like, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. That's the historical figure I chose. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Oppenheimer wasn't a group fuck? (laughs) What? Listen. This is not the movie I thought I was watching. This is not what I signed up for. Okay, so when Xavier takes Waverly home um, and his dad goes to, like, meet them and pick them up, bless it, his dad has no idea who she is. And he's just like, great to meet you. Glad you're here. Glad That's we really can, sweet. Glad we can host you and keep you safe. They get to their house and his mom is there and his sisters are there and they very much know who she <laughs> is and are pissed at him. They're like, why didn't you tell us? We would have done. And he's like, yeah, because mom, you would have tried to repaint and like buy like new bedding. Like, don't like <laughs> you would have tried to renovate your entire house. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You, you would have had way too big of a reaction. So it's fine. Right. Yes. Um, but while they are there, I'd say like their time at his house is just like this cute montage of them getting to like spend time together and her seeing like how essentially like real families interact mm, and kind of yeah. things like that, right? Um, but while they are also there, she opens her acceptance letter to college, mm. to Stanford, mm. not Samford. <laughs> and I will perpetually have to check myself on which one is the uh, which one is the Christian school in Alabama. <laughs> I believe that's Samford. It is Samford. My husband went there. 
Oh. Well, he dropped out after his freshman year to go be a musician. Sure. And has never looked back. But it, yes, I'm like, my husband went there. I know the difference. But it's like one of those time, like one of those words that every time I go to like say one of them, I just pause and go, is that is that the one I mean? Right. Okay. We're good yes. to go. Yep. It yep. was Stanford. <laughs> yes. So she gets the acceptance letter to Stanford and she's like really excited. But then like Xavier is sitting there and processing and he's like, if like this threat is as credible as we th- like, she can't go to college. Like she mm. she can't have this life that she's been dreaming of for herself. Right. But also he like doesn't want to have to be the one to tell her that or like break that news or break her spirit yet because he did also get some additional news that Ganem is a like actual murderer and like this is like yes did he kill his mom for the wedding dress I think I forget if he killed his mom for the wedding dress I just remember there were like two other women Mm. I think one had been like a server at the diner that Uh, he like got fixated on like one of those situations gotcha I can't imagine his mom is still alive. I honestly don't remember. Did I reread it? Yes, I did. <laughs> did I? Was I going for new details? For full detail? No. Yeah. I was just trying to confirm that the details I had were as I remembered them. Sure, sure. Less of trying to embrace new details. Very fair. Now we're on the yacht. Now we're, we're on the yacht. Now we're on the yacht. Got it. Now you can talk shit about the yacht all you want. We're, we finally made it to the yacht. Again, my issue is not with the yacht. What is your issue, Hannah? My issue is, I guess it's partially with the yacht. Because we're now trapped with our mom, who's clearly dysfunctional, and our dad, who is probably worse. And we can't get away from them because we're on a fucking boat. That is problematic. And maybe if you've really been wanting a real family and you have the opportunity Mm. to take a vacation and your family knows that there's a threat and they want to be with you to keep you safe, you would view that as a good thing. (sighs) Yeah. I guess. You've just already decided on this book, though. (laughs) I can... You've made your mind up. There's no changing it. I made my mind up years ago. You did make your mind up years ago. <laughs> it wasn't your favorite then. No. But you know what? I will say I can understand the desire for a normal family dynamic, even though you know it's not going to happen. I can understand continuing to try even though, mm-hmm. like, you know it's not going to happen. Yeah. And that I get, if which is sad. that's not the conversation we have with all of our clients. I know, right? Especially at the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Reality does not match. No. What we want most of the time. Yeah. When you're like, oh, I have to accept that the relationship I want with my family might not be the relationship that I actually have with my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. They may not be capable of giving that to me. mm That is a harder thing to accept. Which I think is kind of where Waverly is of like ignoring the fact that her mom is betraying her trust in major ways Mm -hmm. and is clearly, oh, I would imagine an addict and unwell and that her dad is narcissistic and kind of in his own shit. Like I can imagine that would be really tough. 
obviously very tough, but that's also all she's ever known. Right. Like, so the jolting disparity when you then actually, like, spend time with a family who loves each other and is Mm -hmm. close, and you're like, oh, I've literally just never seen this or experienced it. Right. Um, But I will say, the first night on the yacht, off to a good start initially, Mm -hmm. like, Waverly's dad goes up to Xavier and, like, thanks him because he's like realizes that the threat on his daughter's life was credible and like it's like he's like oh you are not a babysitter you have actually been keeping my daughter safe like thank you i'm so appreciative and xavier sitting there and being like would you still feel that way if you knew i was fucking her (laughs) (laughs) awkward but also to your other point waverly's mom is like already slurring by the end of the night yeah so like and like it was a good night with an asterisk. Right. It Like, comparatively speaking, it was a good night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Context matters. It does. Yes. Yeah. The next morning, um, as Xavier is working, he gets more info on the two girls that Ganim, like, was suspected of killing. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is not creating a better picture mm. of her safety. Um, he gets to put sunscreen all up on Waverly's back. Why, why your face over a sunscreen rub down? <laughs> I don't know. Hannah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Without flinching. <laughs> and I'm like, he rubs sunscreen on her back. And you're like, ew, really? <laughs> I think what it is, is I hate sunscreen so much. I actually really hate it too. Like, I need it, and I wear it pretty much every day if I'm going to go outside. It doesn't matter what time of year or if I'm in long sleeves. Sunscreen's going on because I'm so pale, but I hate it so much. I feel like there are at least enough options that don't smell like they right. used to. That, like, right. sunscreen isn't as bad as it used to be. That's true. But especially being... As pale as we are growing up in Florida, <laughs> I do understand the uh, the sunscreen yeah. drama. I don't think it was an aversion to him putting sunscreen on her back. I think it was, it was an, aversion an aversion to, to sunscreen. sunscreen. <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure that's that was the moment I had. Yeah. Touche. That makes sense. Given your face, I was like, what about, <laughs> what, what did he do to piss you off now? <laughs> The poor guy's just trying to make sure the girl doesn't burn. (laughs) Uh, Waverly is like, I want to live my best life. We're on this yacht. I don't know. I don't remember how it plays out. She convinces him to jump off the side of the yacht with her and go for a swim. Sure. They are having an enjoyable time, right? So now the next day on the yacht uh, gets a little less enjoyable. Sure, sure. Um. Because, unfortunately, Sylvia found her husband with his tongue down the 22-year-old bartender's throat. Sure. Yeah. So not a great start to the day to, like, wake up to your mom screaming. Oh, that's how we woke up. That's how we woke up. That's how the day started. No, 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 no. Yes. Not good. Not good. It's him. It's him being Waverly's dad. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like... It is a yacht with your family for eight days, man. Can you not keep it in your pants for that long? Apparently not. Apparently not. 
which is go to therapy, please. Good sir. Yeah. You, you clearly need it. <laughs> um, Sylvia starts drinking because that is her like primary coping skill. Mm-hmm. And then, like, within the context of all of this and, like, Waverly being upset and processing her family and just kind of, like, wanting to get away from them. And it's kind of like, man, like, I can't wait to, like, go to college and, like, get my fresh start. And then Xavier kind of has to, like, break the news that, like, you're not going to be able to go to college if this is where we're at right now because we can't keep you safe. Um, And he's like, and especially, like, it's really hard to have someone not know where you are when you have to be in the same room from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday for your, right. like, chemistry class, right? Like, mm-hmm. kind of that sort of issue. Because you can't, like, switch up your schedule. Yes. When you have to be in class. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, the, the logistics of managing safety on a college campus are not feasible. No. Um, with a stalker of this capacity. Mm. So that afternoon, Waverly and Xavier are just, like, chilling, and he's they're, they're sitting close, and I, he's putting sunscreen on her back again. And then she catches her mom trying to take photos of him putting sunscreen on her back again. Yeah. So she goes and, like, takes her mom's phone and, like, throws it overboard and is like, good for her. What the fuck? Um her mom does not take kindly to that. Her mom slaps her across the face. Ooh. And is like, you ruined everything, sort of, like, and, like. Is it, like, a an aging starlet thing where, yeah. like, her daughter, like, blaming her daughter for, like, sapping her of her youth or something? I think there's some of that. I think it's, it's pretty, I mean, it's your husband fucking anything that moves and you projecting that onto your your daughter right right yeah right right definitely kind of kind of in that territory xavier's having to like restrain sylvia um Mm. and is like trying to de-escalate the situation and waverly is just like fuck this i'm out jumps overboard again and just starts swimming to land this time i don't know how far out they were You saw it. You saw it on my face. I saw it on your face. I have no idea how (laughs) far out they were. Uh, Quite frankly, when I read it, I was like, I have a couple questions. And sure, as always, maybe there's a detail or two. I just read too quickly and missed. Yeah. She swam to shore. Okay. Xavier jumps in after her and follows her to shore. And then catches her when she's made it to land and is running down the beach. And then he's mad that she's jeopardizing her safety when she has a stalker following her. And so then the only logical response is to fuck her on the beach. Sure. Yeah. I'm like, even if no one is really around, what are you going to do if a stalker shows up when you're inside her? (laughs) (laughs) That's the important question. But also, sex on the beach is not sexy. Too much sand. So much sand in places you don't want it. My God. It's not exfoliating. So uncomfortable. (laughs) No. I love the look on both of her eyes. (laughs) as a little bit of personal trauma. (laughs) It is. We're both like, oh, no. Mm -mm, Too mm -mm, much sand. mm -mm. Cannot do that. I think it's a thing, like, growing up in Florida – Everybody, like, there's this romantic 
romanticizing of sex on the beach, right? Oh, yeah. In so many ways. The number of times we caught people just boning on the beach. Yes. And it's like, why? But especially, especially here, it's not like they have towels or blankets or anything to be on. They swam to shore. So they're just, they're, they're just on the sand. The sand. With no barrier. I don't know how packed that sand is, you know? Oh, uh, so bad. I'm sorry I made that sound, but it's so bad. <laughs> but okay, like growing up on the beach, it was super common. We're like, oh, when we were in college or like in high school, and you're like, it's like 10 o'clock at night, and like you all like go and hang out on the beach at night. Yeah. It was like so common to find people fucking. Yeah. Like, not, like, every time, but also more than you would think. Yeah. hmm And they had towels and did not get in the water first. Ooh. They started dry. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, not only did they not have a towel or anything, they they just, like... They were damp. They were With seawater, which dries different. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It dries different. It does try different. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's so gritty. Well, he at least had the wherewithal to jump from the boat with his wallet in his pocket. Okay. So he was able to get them a hotel room in town. Well, that's good. It it was good. Yeah, we we love that um, because Waverly. I understand the frustration, but also the impulse. <laughs> uh control there i'm like we we really didn't think through what was going to happen when we got on land did we nope just saying so he gets them a hotel room and then he goes and like buys her uh like he he goes out to get food but he also buys her a dress because she has no clothes because she was in a swimsuit and it's like a really pretty dress and it's a very sweet moment i'd say i would say the bathtub sex they have is their solidifying fuck Okay, okay. That would be, like, my thought. Could be wrong on that. Um, But it's, like, a very long bathtub sex scene that I'm, like. But, like, they're also, it's, like, they're solidifying fuck without the conversation. It's, like, the emotional solidifying. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I would claim that one as. Mm. Where, like, they're both feeling the emotional connection, but they are not saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah, I mean, he's still her bodyguard, and she does still have a stalker. So right. he does need to stay focused on the objective at hand, which is not orgasms. Right. Well, and she's still hopefully planning to go away to college and, like, all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, life is going to keep happening. Is, right. Is kind of, like, th- I took it as, like, the, like, emotional without, but also, like, the, like, well, we still have to see how the world's going to play out because there's a lot going on. Right. No matter which way you splice it. And so the next morning, they only stay in the hotel for one night, but the next morning they go back to the ship. Um, And when they board the ship, they find that Sylvia drank so much, she, like, fell down and passed out and, like, vomited and is, like, uh. passed out in her own vomit with, like, a cut on her head and, like – is just, like, passed out in it, and, like, no one has, like, done anything. So she's deeply unwell, she obviously. Is, yes, deeply unwell. 
Um, and so Xavier's men come and like get Sylvia and like put her back in bed. And Waverly starts cleaning up all of the vomit, all of the blood, and starts cleaning mm-hmm. up the yacht. Um, and Xavier gets so pissed. He, like, goes and, like, confronts her dad and is like, can you not see your family falling apart around you? Like, stop trying to fuck your way back into relevance and, like, go actually, like, do something. Right. And that kind of, like, seems to actually resonate with him. And so Robert goes in and, like, tell, like he cleans up his wife's mess instead of relying on his daughter to clean up her right. mother's vomit. Mm. Which, it's... That's the low bar. That's the low bar. <laughs> right. It, like, you and I were both thinking like, it. that's the low oh, bar. Oh, he cleaned up his wife's vomit after she drank a lot because he... Keeps cheating on her. Right. And after his daughter's bodyguard came and screamed at him because he's such a shithead, then he was like, maybe, maybe I should do it. <laughs> like, maybe. I'm an active participant in my current unhappiness. <laughs> Just mm-hmm, saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the unhappiness of pretty much everyone around me. That may also be me. <laughs> like, <laughs> that may also be me. <laughs> Might need to call a spade a spade here. My bad, guys. (laughs) Whoops. My bad. So all of the dad takes ownership. They end up going ahead to London and Kate meets them there and is like, when Kate sees Waverly and Xavier, she's like, so y'all have been fucking. It's kind of like the energy. She's like, so there's a clear sex vibe happening here. (laughs) I can read the energy. I get it. Yes. Good for you. Um, But... Kate does tell her that Kate tells Waverly that Sylvia is going to rehab Mm. and like is actually like it seems like the positive necessary changes are actually hopefully coming to fruition. Okay. Um, With the press junket now starting for the new premiere. Waverly's a little sick of waiting for Ganim and is like also like trying to provoke him a little bit and is like I want to be done with this I want to move on with my life so Waverly decides without discussing it with Xavier to turn Ganim's mom's wedding dress into a shirt that she then wears during the press junket huh bold move I mean Reduce, reuse, recycle, right? Like that. <laughs> Reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I was thinking. I was like, I don't know how much huh? of it she actually reused. I don't know. Man. First, if you're that on him, and obviously she knew what she was doing, right? right? But like, can you imagine? How Ganem felt. Oh, I'm sure. his mom's wedding. The rage was out of control. Yeah, to see it altered. Right, at all. Yeah. But to be turned into a shirt to wear at a press conference instead of the wedding you had likely imagined, you know? Do you remember the movie 27 Dresses? I do, yeah. Um, Do you remember what, like, really pissed Katherine Heigl off with her sister when her sister was like, like, had, like, the venue that Catherine, like, all of those things, mm-hmm. but 
she wore her mom's like the, their mom's wedding dress oh. and changed the silhouette of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember even watching that movie and like the gut punch of like feeling like oh like this the sentimentality of that dress and like right. everything it meant to her and like she changed the silhouette just into like another dress. Right. And that was another wedding dress, let alone changing it into, into a shirt. Yeah. Well, or whatever she changed. This I think is not it was a shirt. Yeah. really relevant but it made me think of it my younger sister um when she got married she asked my mom for some of the lace from her wedding dress yeah and she had them had it turned into pendants so she had three small pendants made i love that um and then one bigger one for my mom so one for me and each of my sisters and then yeah so it's like a a pendant with like flowers inlaid in it um, it's really pretty. Yeah. Um, but just super thoughtful. Like I am not like that. Like I don't mm. think of things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was super sweet. So we all wore them to my sister's wedding. Um Aww. yeah, my mom loved it. It was a surprise for her. Um, but yeah, it was really, really pretty. I have an uncle who's thoughtful like that. We all did Thanksgiving together probably, like, I'm talking, like, full extended family, like, who doesn't always get to do the holidays. Yeah. We all did Thanksgiving together. And he had turned um, our grandparents' silverware set that they had into, like, spoon necklaces and, like, oh, made them wow. for, like, all of the women in our family. And it was so thoughtful and so sweet, but it was also really funny because all of the other men were sitting around being like, way to make us look bad, Bruce. Right. And I'm like, Dang. I mean, his name... His nickname is Bruce Eat Your Heart Out Martha Stewart. Follow with last name. Ah. So like that's just like he's just kind of on that level at yeah. all times and it's incredible to watch. But like one of those where you're like, man, my brain is just like not work in that way to like it automatically think, think that through. But when you see it, you're like, this is so beautiful and thoughtful and sentimental. Yes. And so sweet. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Which is really the opposite energy for what from what Waverly was going for, really. I don't know why I thought of such a sweet moment. We did. We really turned it into our thoughtful families. <laughs> right. We did. It's not that, it's, though. No, it is not no. that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um, yeah. So, Ganem Def responds to her baiting on her social medias and is like, did not take kindly to it. Xavier is livid. And he's like, "What the fuck? Why would right. you do this? Why wouldn't you talk to me about it? And, like, at this point, the FBI has now taken over her social media accounts to, like, oh. track and manage the interactions with Ganem. Hmm. So, like, it's it's not getting better. Um, in his, like, the last message after she, like, came out in the wedding dress alteration, he was like, I'll teach you some respect sort of like energy. Mm-hmm. Um, made a little worse when Arnie the pap calls and is like, oh, there's another package at the center estate. And uh, when Xavier opens the package, it's evidence of Ganem's former kills with a note that says, this is what happens to women who disrespect their man. Well, that's not ideal, is it? No, but I think her goal was to poke the bear. Yeah, goal achieved. And she did it so successfully. Maybe a bit too successfully, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. We may have overshot. 
we we did it with confidence yeah. and uh, got higher returns. <laughs> the ROI was uh, larger than anticipated. Yeah, yeah. But even throughout that, they're they're still just like going through their European tour, and they're like, "She's safe. She's overseas." Like we we know he's in the in America kind of energy. Okay. I don't know. Essentially, like Waverly and Xavier are just like fucking their way through Europe. A lot of like, there's worse ways to spend your time, you know. There really are. Yeah. Like the let's get the late night pizza and fuck in the alley, and I'm like, a, a cobblestone alley <laughs> again. You know, <laughs> is that better or worse than the beach? I feel like it's better. I was gonna say better. I yeah, feel it's like, better. I feel like. You aren't going to lay down in that one. <laughs> but isn't it? Never mind. No. I'm thinking like, I wonder if you did lay down on cobblestones, would it be like a massager? <laughs> and if you did it in summer, it's essentially a warm stone massage. Right. It's a hot stone massage. What more could you want? Maybe not an alley. No, that's why I said warm. <laughs> I figured it didn't get great sunlight. <laughs> A moderately temperatured stone massage. I just remember we were in Charleston at a family reunion with like all my cousins. And one of them was literally like so pregnant. Like, ready to burst at any moment, pregnant. And my aunt was like, we can't drive down the cobblestone streets. And we were like, why? She was because Amber's going to go into labor. <laughs> because it was like, and I was like, I didn't know. I think I was like 13 or 14. I was like, oh, my God, is that all it takes? <laughs> I was like, does the baby just like shimmy out? Like, oh, my God. And you're like, wait. <laughs> she's only 24 weeks. She's supposed to be 40. As soon as you hit cobblestone, does the baby just know? <laughs> does it, like, is that the sign? Like, oh no. All right. I have uh, one of the clinicians on my team at work is expecting her first grandchild. And her daughter's mm. currently like 34 weeks pregnant. And I was like, oh, okay. So like, how is your, your daughter doing? Like, especially this far into the third trimester. And she's like, She's still doing uh, dressage once a week. Isn't that like f fancy horse dancing? Yes, it is fancy horse dancing. I went down a deep dressage rabbit hole um, <laughs> and watched all of the horse dancing. And here's the thing. I'm a firm believer, like, if you were doing it before your pregnancy, if, like, it is not a new act, like, and you, your doctor has approved it. You know how sure, to do it. You yeah, feel good. Yeah. Like, I'm not that person who's like, stop an activity just because I think it's unsafe. Like, but honestly, my thing is the logistics <laughs> of, of getting being, on of, a yes, horse. getting on and off a horse at 34 weeks pregnant. I'm so stuck on it. <laughs> That's all I've been able to. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sure she's safe. She's clearly yeah. been riding horses for forever if she's doing dressage while pregnant. But... I can't imagine getting on and off a horse at 34 weeks. Mm -mm. Feels great. Mm -mm. And her mom was saying, like, she's, like, a shorter, like, she's, like, more your height. Like, she's, like, 5'3", mm. 5'4". Five, five, so, I'm like, do you, 
Are you so... Are you on, using a stool? You must be using a stepladder at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because aren't dressage horses taller? I have no idea. Mm. They certainly are very coordinated with their rhythm. They're very fancy. They're... Oh, my gosh. They're very fancy. I was like, this is a kid's movie waiting to happen. The horse who wants to be a professional dressage dancer, but is stuck on, like, the, the kid's, like, Yes, the pony ride. Yes. yes. Oh. DreamWorks, make it happen. Pixar, where are you at? <laughs> Here's my million-dollar idea. Set it first. <laughs> All right, back into the book. We are now, we've made it through their European fuck fest. Sure. Like, it was a perfectly fine fuck fest to read. But I wouldn't say that there were any – you know how, like, sometimes you and I will read a sex scene and we're like, got to take note of this detail for later? Yeah, I as was, in the the tentacle DP <laughs> that I did make a note of. Yes. Yeah. Or even, like, non-paranormal situations. <laughs> yeah. Where you're just like, oh, shit got a little weird and we needed to take note of that. Right. I would just – they were fucking. It's just sure. kind of how I feel with this one. I'm like – yeah, it was sex. Yeah, and they had it. And enjoyed it. Good. They, they did it well. But, like, not in a way where I'm like, oh, there's anything notable. Yeah. Just like, yeah, they had a fuck fest through Europe. As they're flying back to the States, um, they're talking about all of the logistics and when they land. And Waverly has, like, a work party that she's contractually obligated to go to with the premiere. Um, which... Xavier is, like, not happy about at all. Mm. Um, And he's like, you're being so selfish. You're, like, putting people's lives in jeopardy sort of energy. Because she's going to the party she's contractually obligated to go to? Yeah, like, she's like, it's my job. Like, I I have obligations. And he's like, it's your safety. Like, don't put Mm. yourself at risk. Mm -hmm. Um. Because Ganim is still messaging the FBI on her social media and, like, he's clearly still hot and just one of those where, like, like, I think on a technical level, yes, Xavier understood, like, she's like, it's my, it's like a work obligation, like, I I have to go, but I think he also is, like, realizing how much he is in love with her and cares for her and is, like... He's worried. Yes, he's just very worried. But it causes a a really nasty fight, right? Because if you're going to, like, come at someone and say... You, right. You're not taking your safety seriously, and you're putting people at risk. And so, you're being selfish. Yeah, like, yeah, if someone says you're being selfish by putting people at risk to go to this party. Right. Super minimizing. Yeah, it's like, it's not going to be received well, even if you understand the in, intent of right. what they were trying to say. Well, and if he would have just said, I'm really worried about you, and I'm worried about how I'm going to keep you safe at this party— that's very different. Like, you know. Yeah. It's just not very emotionally mature the way he went about it. Which yeah, I guess like, we shouldn't be surprised. Why shouldn't we be surprised, Hannah? <laughs> well, no, because it's – in most of these books, if you don't have some level of emotional immaturity, you don't have a book. Because there's, like, no plot. I see. Not specific to his personality. No, you no, just no. meant, like, we shouldn't be surprised because of the books we read. Yeah. No, that wasn't a specific dig on Xavier. You're not wrong. <laughs> you know, touche. Without just emotional saying. immaturity, do you even have a plot? <laughs> Often, no. Often, not really. Um, 
So as they are getting closer and about to land, uh, Waverly, she gets a text that comes through on a blocked number Mm -hmm. that just says, like, welcome home. I've been waiting for you. But she's, like, so upset after this huge fight with Xavier. She didn't tell him that she got this text. She just, like, kept it to herself and and moved on. Um, They... Like, go to the safe house to get ready. They still are not talking to each other. They get to the club where she has to be. They still are not talking to each other sort of thing. And he's, like, watching her like a hawk. And she's just drinking her club sodas. And she still doesn't drink, which, if you haven't connected the dots yet, is yes. Because when you have watched your mother drink yep. that way, she is very aware of her relationship with alcohol, right? Right. Um. But as he's watching her at the club, he's, like, noticing she's starting to look a little tired. And he's like, hey, like do you want to go? She's like, get, like, let's leave in 15 minutes. So he goes to the bar to get her another club soda. And as he's waiting for the order, he sees the bartender dump something in it when mm. no one's looking. And so Xavier loses his shit, jumps over the bar and starts like beating up the bartender, um, which in the chaos of all of this, Right. He maybe didn't realize that was a distraction because by the time, like, security has now pulled him off the bartender since he was not in the – I'm no one was in the right in this situation. Right. Like, sure, the bartender was trying to drug her. Not cool at all. And you you still can't – You took your eyes off of – You took your eyes off of her and then decided to beat someone up right. with your rage and maybe we didn't handle this as well as we could have, right? Yeah. Because by the time he turns around, Waverly's gone. <gasps> we never saw that coming. I didn't, no. <laughs> this is brand new information. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, so not good. We learn after they finally realize that, like, Xavier isn't going to kill the bartender, and they're just trying to figure out what happened. Ganim had, like, cornered the bartender in the parking lot and was like, I'm going to, like, blow up or I'm going to hurt people if you don't drug her. It doesn't matter. There was some kind of threat. You're brought into my plot with this threat. Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. Um, But then when Xavier and, at this point, Micah and the rest of the team have shown up and they're like trying to figure out where she's at and what's happening. And they like, when they go out in the alley and like see what door he took her through, they like find a shoe. And then Xavier remembers that she has the tracker anklet. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, perfect. And then they figure out that he's taking her to her uh, star on Hollywood Boulevard. Hmm. Yes. Did you know that you can just buy one of those stars? That you can just pay like a lot of money but you can just pay to have a star i didn't know that but i'm also zero percent surprised Mm -hmm. i don't recall where i heard that i don't know it was probably a very reliable source like tiktok (laughs) (laughs) but uh so so the other people, like, so when celebrities get stars, are they just buying them for themselves? Is their team getting them for them? I don't know. There, But there was some whole thing about, like, you can, you could potentially, it's expensive as shit, but, yeah. like, you could potentially go buy a star if you wanted to. Maybe I will. Maybe you will. Maybe that's what I want to. I mean, it was, like, a million dollars. A million? What? Or, like, half a million. I don't remember. This is a situation we should fact check. But it was also, like. 
half a million versus a million at this point for those of us in our tax bracket does not make a difference. Hold on. Let me Google. Speak for yourself, Hannah. It def makes a difference. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It makes zero difference at all. That is not. I'm never going to spend that much money on something so asinine. So what did you find? Okay. So on the actual Walk of Fame, you can't buy one. Okay. But there are stars down the whole thing. Uh-huh. And outside of the actual Walk of Fame, you can. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. And that's where they are headed. Mm-hmm. Waverly wakes up in the back seat of the car. And <laughs> but anyone hey, can be nominated for the actual walk. So enough. I could nominate you. I appreciate that. I would love to be nominated. Waverly wakes up in the back right. of the car. <laughs> We're back to Waverly. Sorry, sorry. And um Ganem is this is where we get that like we get the villain monologue, right? Sure. So apparently mm-hmm. when he just got close to her on the red carpet, he just needed to get it in close enough proximity to like get a lock on her phone. Uh. Um because then he was like, Yeah, essentially if you're within a hundred mile radius of of where I am, I know where you are. Like he he can track that with however he did it. Mm. So, which is how when she flew back in, he was like able to know that she had returned to the United States, right? So and how quickly. he was able to send the text, yes, right, exactly. Because yeah. I Although can't imagine I also, like that's the first time he's texted her from a blocked number. Mm-hmm. It's all been on socials before then. Mm. Just that's neither here nor there. Apparently, that's where I have issues suspending belief. <laughs> I'm like, but how do you get her phone number? Sure. He had a tracking device put on her. But how to get her phone number? Right. Mm. Um, so he pulls her out on the Hollywood star. At this point, he's like, it's it's no longer the, like, we're going to be together forever stalking. It's like the, right. I need to teach you a lesson because you disrespected me and I loved you mm-hmm. sort of stalking. Right. Why um, won't you let me love you? Yes. Yeah. And, like, has her on her star. and But, like, people are walking by seeing him, like, punch her in the face and like people are trying to intervene and then they realize he has a knife it's now being live streamed on the internet because there are so many people watching this happen and not doing anything what are they going to do hannah i don't know call the cops well yeah i think they did that (laughs) i just mean like like before or after you started live streaming did when did you call god i'm sorry there's like 15 uh, there's a ton of people around someone else can call the cops while they're live streaming (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Priorities. Apologies. Nobody's going to try to, I don't know, throw something at him. Listen, I don't know. Hannah, I wasn't giving it an exact play-by-play of every detail, so I'm sorry I missed that someone probably called the cops. Well, no, I'm more thinking, like, that's such a sad commentary on, like, actual society because people actually do that shit where something awful is happening and everybody's just like, let me record this mm-hmm. instead of doing anything about it. Like, that's more believable than, like, half the other shit. That's a very sad commentary. Yeah. That that's, the, oh. that's more believable than other oh. aspects. Yeah. I heard it when I said it. That is right. really sad. 
Well, so because Micah and Xavier have realized where she is, mm-hmm. they it's like one of those like Kate calls like Xavier and he's like, I'm on my way. And she's like, it's being like, like it's just like it's, all of right, the right. anticipation. It def seemed like Micah was still driving as Xavier jumped out of the car and shot Ganim three times and killed him. Hmm. Maybe that is what happened. That just feels very next level chaotic yeah yeah and i'm like we're like i know you were former military and you have a security company but like he did a barrel roll out of the car <laughs> was came like, up on a knee it's like the energy it yeah, gave. yeah 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 <laughs> but because ganem had had the knife to her chest when he like got shot like the the mm. knife punctured got it and so she's cut and um Obviously, Ganem is now dead. Like, Xavier comes, like, has her in his arms, is, like, seeing her covered in blood. And, like, he, like, confesses her love as she's, like, passing out. And she's like, I knew you'd come. Like, one of those mm. sorts of uh, sorts of moments. Right. Um, Xavier is a mess. He feels so guilty. Understandable. Yes. Um, like, will not leave her side at all the entire time that, like, she is in the hospital um and is just truly not okay to the point that like when Waverly recovers and is like not like not getting discharged five minutes later but is like getting closer to discharge from the hospital um he's at the hospital and they're talking (laughs) she's like so you said you loved me (laughs) like and he's like well I thought you were unconscious. Didn't know you heard that part. <laughs> Whoops. Yes. Um, and, like, he's clearly just still not mm. – he's, like, manage. he's trying to manage and, like, loves her but is also, like, feels very guilty over right. how all of this played out. Um, so by the time she gets home and is, like, okay, like, I'm home. It's behind us. He's like, I'm out. I can't do this. Mm. I'm I'm calling our relationship. And she's like, the fuck you mean? And he decides to be a super douche and is like, you're damaged and you'll damage me. Huh. Which I'm like, what? Okay. Which again, like, say what you mean, buddy. Yes. Because that's clearly not what he means. No. And so she tells him to get out and leave the key. And like, that's like their last interaction. Yeah. So, like, she spends the day crying in bed. I will say there's a very lovely, like, full circle moment where her dad comes to get mm. her and is like, let's get you out of your room. And they roast hot dogs over the fire like they did when she was younger uh, and just, like, have a really good heart to heart. And, like, I think she, like, tells him she wants to go to college and is, like, able to finally have that conversation with her dad. Right. Um but he tells her that he went to see Xavier and, and her dad's like, he looks worse than you and you almost died. Like, <laughs> like and that Xavier mm. is just like, can't even stay sober. Is just like. So, but what was the purpose behind dad's visit? Like. I think it was, I think just being a caring dad. Oh. That's that is a, it was a nice full circle. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like we like, her dad showed up. And was, like, owning his shit and Mm -hmm. taking accountability Hmm. and showed up to care for his daughter when she needed it. Right. Which is sweet. 
after everything else that he's done in this book. That yeah. Was not as sweet, right? Um, but they have this lovely heart to heart, and then Waverly goes to meet with Micah mm. from the like Xavier's bestie. bestie. Yep. Um, and tells him that she wants to keep Invicta security on payroll because she is going to college, but she doesn't want Xavier to know or be a part of it, and she doesn't want him to be a form informed which mike is also kind of like well this is a huge relief considering how badly you could sue us after how well our last security situation (laughs) (laughs) which we recognize there were extenuating circumstances right 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 um but yeah when she was like i don't want xavier to be informed and mike is like well if he can like sober up enough to get it together. I'm like shipping him to New York to open a new branch office and he won't even be here. So it'll kind of, it'll be a Mm. non-issue. But then what Micah also says is he's like, if you haven't maybe watched the clip of like right after Ganim went down when he thought you were dying in his arms, like maybe watch that and Hmm. get a little context. Right. A little perspective. Yeah. Like, when when he thought you were dying and you were in his arms. Um, and that's where the book ends, Hannah. It ends with a, their story isn't over yet. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the very abrupt ending to crossing the line. That is really abrupt. Right? Like, I read this and I remember being like, that's the end. But I don't remember it being that jarring. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think in my mind it ended like with her starting school or something more that's like no she's now starting her next step or whatever. I, mean, I just made that up in my mind completely. You did, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> like a more comfortable place for my brain. Apparently, it is a more comfortable yeah. place than just yeah. like it's a very unsettling ending. Yeah, and you're like because you understand the tension, but you're also like she's alive, right? We it doesn't have to be this way. Right. I don't know. I'll, I'm going to think about outlining the second book. Maybe we'll review that one as well. From what I remember, the second book goes completely unhinged. Yeah, it uh, does. I don't like. I don't remember yeah. all of the details. I I do feel like for some reason the words sex wedgie are coming to mind. <laughs> I have no memory of that. I don't know why, but that, when I think of the second book, every time I think of it, I've thought of the term sex wedgie, and I don't, maybe I, well, maybe we'll outline this one. Maybe we won't. I don't know. This one was a weird one. Yeah. Because reading it, I I really enjoyed it as I was reading it, while also suspending belief. I think for me, like, the ending of this one into the beginning of the next one is what killed it for me and made Mm. me so irritated because I really, really, really hate it when something that is obviously a miscommunication or people just being um, like emotionally immature and choosing not to communicate causes like when that's the trope in itself. Yes, yes. When that's it, I'm like, come on, man. And then when there's like a years-long interlude, that just makes me so mad. I'm like, so we've neither of us have moved on and nobody's okay. And I just I it that just makes me really mad. I can't tell you why. I don't know. That just gets me every time. It makes me so mad. Spoilers. 
for the next one. Because it does not pick right up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm like, we could be happy if you guys would have a conversation. <sighs> Tell me how you really feel. That's it. That was the that's feeling. how you really feel? Yeah, that was the feeling. I think that's really valid, though. But what's your rating scale here? Oh, no. What rating scale are we going with? I don't know. We could do Hollywood stars. We could do... Uh, anklets? Anklets? Sure. Or Hollywood. I like the stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, stars are a lot like most normal people's <laughs> rating scales. That's <laughs> like what we normally do. Um, yeah. Hollywood stars. Mm-hmm. How many Hollywood stars we doing it out of? I mean, there's the ever standard five. Yeah. I'm going to go three out of five okay. for the first book. I think there's a lot of like sweet context that I'm not quite sure I did justice. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was like a really fun and enjoyable like. Xavier and Waverly were, like, very smart and had great banter. And, like, I didn't capture their banter. Right. It's hard to capture banter. It is hard to capture banter. So I'm going to say three out of five Mm -hmm. for crossing the line if we decide to review the next one. Um, I I can't guarantee it will also be as high, which I don't know if 50% (laughs) – but here we are but yeah i'm gonna say three out of five stars for crossing the line you read it what would you say um i would say probably i would be comfortable with three out of five right for at least for the first one yeah you see it, it was the ending that threw me yeah more than anything i think because i remember strongly disliking it But I don't think it was because of the majority of the book. Like, I actually did appreciate hearing you retell it to me. (laughs) Um, I remember appreciating the family dynamics of it. And I remember appreciating the banter. There were unexpected things that I appreciated about it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But the ending was so jarring. And I don't even mind a cliffhanger. But this didn't feel like a cliffhanger. This just felt like an unfinished moment. Well, and while we might not outline it, just for a little bit of uh, context, it reminded me a lot of the show Alias. (laughs) It all comes back to Alias. It all comes back to Alias. Um, It reminded me of Alias because there was a cliffhanger at the end of one of their seasons where I was like, how are they going to get out of this one? And the next season just starts two years down the line and you're like, motherfuckers. Yep. We just – that – Y'all cheated. Yes, you cheated. And that does happen at the start of this one. So I understand. Yeah, I understand the frustration you were feeling going into book two. All right. I'll figure out if I'm going to outline book two. We don't (laughs) need to keep harping on this. Three out of five stars. Hollywood stars. It's a specific type, you know. Um, So let us know if that is what you are into. (laughs) Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your feelings. How do you feel about sunscreen? How do you feel about cobblestones? Inquiring minds. Sunscreen is a necessary evil. Yeah. Cobblestone is beautiful until you have to wear high heels. Mm. And my mic keeps falling, so that's what we're going to call it. That's what we're going to call it. Have a good night, smut sluts. See you later, smut puppies. Well, that's it for this week's smut sluts. We hope it was good for you. 
because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing, it would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.